You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We've always wrapped the podcast, part of the Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here with you guys on this Monday. It is Combine Week, which is really, really exciting. What a big step in the draft process. Ready to get underway. Players will be arriving on Monday. There's going to be a lot of interviews. There's going to be a lot going on. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of media on the ground there. It's going to be very exciting. Get some nuggets from the PMs. There will be a lot of content uh, in that direction, but we're here remote. We'll be watching it. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, anxiously awaiting the RAS cards, which are supplied by, of course, at Math Bomb uh, Kent Lee Platt on Twitter. Really, really good follow for all of that. If you aren't following already, those of us who know, been following for a while. Always fun when those RAS cards come rolling in. So what I figured we'd do today for the Combine preview is we're going to look pretty much – the NFL kind of released their invites. Now there will be some guys who are not healthy uh, and probably will not participate uh, in the Combine. There will always be some scratches you know, for the workouts at, at some point during the week. We'll hear that maybe on, on day of. So there's all of that to track as well. I'm sure in the long lists I will miss somebody uh, that, that obviously will not be participating uh, we'll see. There's, like I said, there's always opt outs as well. A lot of names to get to. We're going to talk some, some potential winners, some potential drills to watch for certain prospects and, and just kind of make it free flowing for the most part from, from that perspective. So obviously the news right now, uh, as we go to quarterbacks first, of course, is that both Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams are not going to be throwing they're not going to I assume be working out either not that the QB workouts are, are a huge deal but it sounds like neither will be doing that uh, it seems like there's more I, I just put this out there there's more uproar about Caleb not doing it than Jane Daniels not sure why that is um, but I mean I, I kind of know why that is right Caleb Williams has has pretty much been under the microscope for the most part um, since day one, since he came out of the draft radar. So pretty much everything he does uh, is going to be, you know, overanalyzed. You know, everything's going to be hyperbolic in terms of the reactions to Caleb Williams, which, you know, if, if you've done this for several years, there's always a prospect or two that that's just how it is for them. I don't know why. Uh, it just seems like someone, you know, they pick out a target. We're going to overreact to every bit of it. Obviously, number one overall picks and the favorites to be so are are constantly under the microscope. And, and when it's a quarterback, of course, it's pretty much double that. So I get it, you know, up or about Caleb not working out. People can add that to their list of stuff or whatever they want to put out there as list of stuff that, that, oh, Williams is doing this and doing that, not – you know, not even bothering to check if that's real or not, or if it's a troll account posting, stuff like that. There's a lot of nonsense floating out there, um, and people are going to bring that up about Caleb Williams without even checking to see if it's accurate or not. That stuff ticks me off. There you go, little mini rant there over. But Caleb not throwing, Jane Daniels not throwing. It'd be interesting to see 
if both measure uh, and what those numbers will look like, Caleb Williams could be, you know, six foot zero and three quarters, 215 or 210. Could be in a little bit on the smaller side, right, for a QB. Who knows? Jaden Daniels. I mean, we could be looking at, you know, we could be looking at six three, six four, but also like 185 pounds. Like where we looked at kind of last year with Bryce Young, where it was kind of like, okay, what's Bryce Young going to weigh in at? He weighed in at 204. We think, ah, that's probably not the playing weight. And, and alas, it probably isn't. And, you know, with, with Jane Daniels, the big thing with Daniels is when he runs, when he makes that attempt to run, he kind of gets into, you know, spaghetti Western mode a little bit and, and takes some really unnecessary hits. Uh, can the frame hold up that long in the NFL? That's a question that, that needs to be answered with Jane Daniels. And, and obviously it will be answered in his career, but, you know, teams are going to want that answer well beforehand. So two guys that will be interesting to see if they measure in. Uh, obviously, we have some measurements for some of the QBs, right? Penix, I believe, was, was six two and a half, two twelve, and then Bo Nix was like six one and seven eighths, two eighteen. So we've got a few there. Spencer Rattler was six foot zero and an eighth, two nineteen. So there are some measurements in Joe Milton six five two thirty five will be very interesting to follow. Uh, his RAS card uh, as he does workouts. Uh, you know, earlier this um. This past weekend, found some found some interesting uh, opinions regarding uh, Richardson versus Milton. Ah, well, we can get into that when we do the uh, the quarterback episode, which will be later this week. By the way, uh, we'll be kind of finalizing the the eight or nine QBs that I think will define uh, the NFL draft. But as we move along here, I, I think when you look at all accounts, Drake May going to go through and do this stuff as of now, recording this Sunday evening. We'll see if that's the case or not. Uh, by the time that that rolls around, I believe QBs, wide receivers, running backs are Saturday. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, so if Drake May goes, awesome. McCarthy has already declared he's throwing. That's cool. McCarthy will be a pretty good athlete. Uh, McCarthy's frame will be another one interesting one to watch. There's no doubt. Will he be 200 pounds? I think will be the, the question to be asked as well uh, when the measurements roll around. So that'll be interesting too. And, and you got to kind of, you know, the the similar characters that we've kind of talked about for a while, obviously Jordan Travis with injury, assumedly will not be participating in much other than interviews. Uh, so, and, and whether or not the measurements is affected by injury, that's very possible. That's the tough thing with some of these injuries is, you know, are the measurements accurate there? So with Travis, it'll be interesting to see uh, if there's anything with his measurements, if he even does them. But yeah, other than that, I, I mean, you know, when it when it comes to QBs, it's really like, oh yeah, they looked good throwing on air. They look good throwing to receivers. That's that's cool. There's not a lot to me that that's to be gleaned other than seeing like, oh, some of these guys are pretty good athletes. Like McCarthy, I think will be a pretty good athlete. Uh, May could be a solid athlete. Milton could be a really really good athlete. Like the that's very possible. Other than news and kind of notes around these guys, there's not a whole lot that we're going to be gleaning from. Other than, oh, wow, this guy spins it really fast when they're throwing on air. Uh, just guys maybe just showing up confidence, right? Leadership, you know, kind of good good repertoire, good, you know, just, just a lot of fluff for the most part at, at the QB position. Are they getting along with the guys? You know, are they having a good time? All that. That's all fun. Just not a lot to be gleaned, to be honest, from the QBs. But they're there to help the other positions, which we're going to get into. Of course, uh, we'll go to running back here. There, there's a lot to talk about at running back. A lot. 
Uh, I know Rashina Lee, obviously, you know, when you're looking at NFL.com, it goes in, in, in uh, alphabetical order. Rashina Lee had an injury uh, at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I know it was upper body. I don't know if that's going to affect him running the 40. I assume it will. So if he doesn't do any of the testing, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I do think he probably would have benefited from it, which is really unfortunate, to be honest. Uh, I think, you know, his number could have been pretty good uh, in the 40, right? If he goes sub 4.5, I think that's at least intriguing a little bit. He did measure in at 5.11 and 3 204. It looks like at the senior bowl. Uh, so there, you know, it, it stinks that he, uh, he will not likely be participating in a whole lot, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what teams, uh, you know, hasn't he met with yet? Maybe at the senior bowl. I know there's, you know, usually everybody can meet with everybody down there. Will anybody have him in for longer stuff? That, that's always fun seeing who meets with who because it's, you know, a little more. I don't know if targeted is the best word, but like it's it's more intentional. You get some longer stuff there. The, the senior bowl just doesn't provide there. It's a lot quicker, right? Uh, but but other than Ali, there's there's a lot going on with the running backs, right? And I think it it can start even with if you want to, with a lot of these big guys, right? You look at Braylon Allen for starters, and that's really a big one from Wisconsin. How big is Braylon Allen? And how good of an athlete is he at, you know, whatever the, the weight may be, right? If we see Braylon Allen coming in, at, you know, what, six, one and three quarters and like 235 and the guy's running, you know, in the four fours, like we're going to have conversations about like, all right, this is a tremendous athlete playing the running back position, you know, had the down year last year, you know, the, the fumbling is obviously a part of the stuff we'll kind of talk about when we go through running backs, which should be soon, but with with Allen, it was kind of like the scheme change. You know, did that affect him at all? You know, he, he's just been a little inconsistent in a lot of areas. This is his best football ahead of him. He turned he turned twenty in January. He turned twenty. Not not like he he's he's done being twenty. No no, he is one of the youngest players in the draft. That's got to be a little bit enticing, right? You, you're playing. You, you know, you draft him. You know, two contracts in, and he's twenty seven. Right. That's, that's pretty enticing. Obviously, if he rises to the ranks of top running back, that we have that whole conversation. But, you know, there's, there's still intrigue there with Braylon Allen. Like, how good will the testing be for what we assume to be a bigger back? Right. A couple of the other bigger backs, I, Trey Benson, I think is going to have plenty of burst. I want to see what that flying 20 is personally. I'm not as, as concerned about the 40, which, you know, probably four, four, five, four, five, two, somewhere in there would be my guess for Benson. But I'm more interested in to see if, like, okay, how good is he from 20 yards to 40? Because that's where the burst shows up, and, and you see a lot of that from him. And maybe even the 10 to 20 would be really nice to see as well. So for him, I, I think for Benson, it's just, you know, show up, play solid ball, right? Like, go through all the drills, look, you know, just just keep it, you know, pretty much in rhythm. Don't I don't think he has to go out and crush a whole lot. It seems like he's higher on a lot of boards, right? For the most part, you see him in, in top threes a lot of the time, which is, which is fine. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of potentially get to why, you know, I'm not quite there in, in an episode. I'm sure, uh, very, very soon. 
I think Audric Estime is another intriguing one. He's he's just 20 and a half, basically, uh, to this point, which, you know, another young player in the draft, 5'11 and 5'8, 227. We'll see if those numbers uh, hold up at the combine. But other than that, like, he has a lot of burst. He looks pretty nimble, right? That that could be some agility. That could be the explosion drills. That could be a lot of things. And so seeing how he, you know, stacks up to guys like Allen and Benson, I think is very, very important. We're going to be able to see a lot of that. As for like, you know, time breaking, you know, oh my goodness, here it comes. I think a lot of people have pretty much said this already. It's Jalen Wright. And, and, and the Tennessee back, I think, you know, you see the film kind of traversing around Twitter a little bit more now with him. I, I He's been clocked over 23 miles per hour. I'm just not sure how we don't see a time in the four threes as long as he's been trading the right way, right? Out of the block, which is the whole thing, right? Like we're getting out of a, a track block, like we're running, you know, a true, you know, 100 meter dash or something. And it's just, we're not in that position. Running backs are not in that position very often. Edge rushers can kind of be in that position a little bit, right? But for running backs, it's, it's probably a little weirder, uh, especially if you haven't run track. So I think, he is going to be one of the guys that, that will probably win, quote-unquote, the combine, just because he's also a young player. He's not quite 21 yet, right? This, there's some young backs in this running back class, uh, even with, you know, kind of the, you know, fifth and sixth-year seniors kind of shouldering the load a little bit in this class. You get a guy like like Jalen Wright, who's a young player, you know, ascending, had a productive final year, going to crush the combine, but I, I do think NFL teams have that baked in. And that's the other part about this is NFL teams aren't going to double count. Right. And I think when people, when we talk about like, Oh, the combines pushing this guy up boards, it's really media boards for the most part. Like when you see tweaks from a team board, it's most likely going to be, Oh, this guy has now dropped because of injury. Right. Or this guy has elevated because of what we've heard in this long interview. Right. There, there's more of that than the, than the, uh, oh, he just, he go in and crush the combine. We got to get him up the board two more rounds. Not likely because they, most NFL teams probably have some GPS data. Like there's, they have a lot more access to stuff than we do. They probably know a lot about these guys athletically, uh, before the testing rolls in. So there's, there's an element of that too. But Jalen Wright, I think, will be viewed in the media as a combine winner for sure. Other guys who could, you know, we could talk about being combine winners. I know Brooks, obviously, not going to be a participant, right? The ACL. Uh, how healthy is Dylan Johnson from Washington? I think he could he could really use a pretty big combine. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, who could benefit a lot from, you know, a good combine. I think Ray Davis is one of them, had a nice senior bowl, made some highlight real plays. I think Ray Davis could really benefit from it. I also think Frank Gore Jr. could benefit from it. I know he kind of leapt on, on on the scene a little bit from the Shrine Bowl stuff. He could definitely turn some heads. I think Bucky Irving will. I think with Bucky Irving, everybody's kind of waiting for what the size actually is. That's That's really kind of what most people are waiting for. What are the actual numbers with him? You know, is he going to be five nine? 
and change and 185 or is he going to be closer to 200 and still put up good numbers? That's, you know, that's, that's going to be part of the question with Irving trying to make sure I hit a lot of the big names while also bringing up some as well. Um, yeah, I think, you know, McClellan and Milton are two guys from Bama and Georgia respectful, respectively that we're not talking a lot about probably should be a little bit more, uh, not a lot of tread on either of them. Not that treads a big deal with, with a lot of contracts that, you know, we kind of move on after the first one, but could join a rotation. Uh, could either of them, you know, post some, some, some solid numbers at the combine. Very possible. Got a couple names circled though, because I watched some of them and I came away pretty impressed uh, with one of these guys, their film. And I think, you know, the more I think about his fit, especially in Green Bay, I know this is Packers, you know, podcast feed. So that's, you know, worth pointing out. But I do think Isaac Garendo from Louisville, former Badger, I think he could put up some some pretty good numbers. I think we could be seeing he's 5'11 and 3 quarters, 226. Had him in my recent Packers mock on YouTube. I think we could be looking at 442, maybe closer to 44. That I think really starts to bring this thing around where we go, oh, okay, this guy's got juice. He's got the good size to play this. He's 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 good in zone and gap schemes. His eyes are good. He's got plenty of burst. He finishes runs lower in the pads. There's a lot to like. And I think he could potentially be a big winner from this combine where we're looking at that and go, okay, yeah, like this is, you know, somebody we should have marked a little bit earlier. Isaiah Davis from South Dakota State has plenty to gain from this. He's six foot two twenty. You know, could he go out and have a big week potentially? But I think the other everybody's gonna be circling Dylan Laub, uh, Laubie from uh, New Hampshire, right? Made some noise at the Senior Bowl. Can he do it again at the Combine? But other than those guys, I mean, Blake Watson to me is the other one. Agility, speed. All that stuff could show up big on the RAS card and really could get him back on the radar. We'll see what, you know, I think he is officially uh, five, five, nine and, and around 190. So in the complimentary sort of area as well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what, what he can do. But I think the numbers could be pretty good uh, across the board other than size. And then obviously Jawar Jordan from Louisville. Right, Garendo's teammate. I, I think we could see some nice numbers from him as well. Obviously, he's 172 pounds. That's not ideal for a lot of teams. But returner, you know, show off some of the agility, show off some of the acceleration, right? Go have a nice combine and you know, remind remind some teams that 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 this is, you know, he's an exciting back who can do a lot of things for you. I know Will Shipley, we didn't kind of bring up too much. Not sure what to expect from him, to be honest. He could he he's very he's very wild card to me. Could we see could we see a big combine from him? Absolutely. Could we see, you know, just kind of a steady this is kind of how it's been going? Yeah, absolutely. And I know Blake Corum, everybody wants to hear about Blake Corum and and kind of you know, is he is he truly it sounds like he is. He's he's five seven. Uh 
in, in about 220. So just, you know, not the, not the typical build, but you know, we'll, we'll see uh, with him on numbers. I think he could probably test really, really well. And some media guys could be moving him in front of a few others as well. So running backs are going to be interesting to watch only because it just feels like we don't have the clear cut. Jonathan Brooks for a lot of people is the clear cut. You know, I, I think he could be RB1, uh, but I, I don't think it's locked in at all. So, yeah, running backs, I know we covered a lot there. Uh, receivers is even more, right, to talk about, honestly, where, you know, are are, are there going to be some guys that I'm not super concerned about? Like, I'm, I'm obviously, it, it would behoove Marvin Harrison Jr. to run a, a decent time. Is is a four five five gonna hurt him that much? I don't think so. To be honest, we know how he wins. This is a big thing, right? The double counting where it's like, you know, player X wins with speed, so he's fast, right? Don't like, oh yes, combine plus, you know, he's already shown it on film, don't double count that. But maybe you saw, you know, especially a receiver, you see an unathletic player on film coming and test and you got to go back vice versa. Right. You thought he was athletic on film. What are we seeing, you know, at the testing and, and a lot of that comes back to Puka Nakua, right? Because his testing number is not great. When you watch the acceleration and the burst on, on the curvilinear track and you see him playing the ball well in the air, you see great body control, all of this on the film and you go, okay, is the testing that important? Probably in-game GPA, GPS performance data is more important for a lot of these guys, but this is what we got, right? The combines, a lot of what we got at the moment, at least for us, for the plebs, right? So that's that's something uh, to keep in mind. But yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., as I mentioned, I'm, I'm not too concerned what he does. I'm not too concerned with what Roma Dunze does. I think he's locked in to um, you know a very early selection. So I, I don't think we're going to see a lot from him. I, interested to see what his, his size is, 6'3", around 210, 215. You know, is Malik Neighbors under 200? That'll be interesting to monitor. Like the size and the measurements is more of, of what's interesting rather than some of the some of the combine numbers for especially the top guys. Um, Now, you know, there will be some guys that'll be like, all right, we see the acceleration, you know, we got some questions about you know can he you know get through some route breaks and then you watch the agilities and you're like oh yeah that's it's about right and so there'll be some guys who i think have to prove it a lot but i don't think harrison neighbors or dunze really have to i think neighbors explosion numbers with the jumps are going to be pretty much out of hand um but i think overall like neighbors of dunze harrison might all come in within like a, a three hundredths of a second of each other three four hundredths of where, like, if they're all sub four or five, like, I don't think anybody's going to bat an eye too much. I think the really interesting numbers come in with with two guys specifically, um, and maybe a third. Honestly, if if we're going there, let's start with Troy Franklin, who I think his his forty time probably should be sub four four. I think that's what you see when you watch him. That'll be interesting, but really for Franklin is what's the size, okay? Because, you know, there's some listings with like 6'3", 187. There's some with 6'2", 178. If he's if he's sub 180, oh boy. Uh, there, will be some, there will be some talk about that. 
and only because right and only because with with franklin right i think you're you're drafting franklin earlier to be a complete player and if he can't be that through contacts right at the catch point he's flashed it but then you kind of wonder okay is this more of a complimentary piece we should be drafting you know in the second round and i know the tank dell like part of the equation is going to pop up right to atwell was incredibly small as well but with with franklin it's more of like okay it's just he built like like kind of a beanpole of sorts where it's just kind of like okay strange build for the position can we add some some weight to the frame and still have all of the speed packed on so but franklin i think we'll run the four threes uh xavier worthy i think is locked into the four threes um He's not 21 yet either. He'll turn 21 on draft weekend, which I think is cool for him. Um, but he'll probably be even smaller than Franklin. Might be in the 160s. So he'll need that time uh, for sure. And then I think Roman Wilson might run really fast. And we might be looking at him in the sub 4-4s as well. And the, the, uh, the draft process of Roman Wilson continues and i think those three are your are your speed guys uh i think if there's like a guy where you're like oh my gosh you thought jsn's agility numbers were good last year i mean Jalen mcmillan's agility numbers might be otherworldly stuff truly like it might be insane how good his his agilities are um I'm excited to see those numbers if if he doesn't do if he indeed does them because that's I think more interesting than because I think McMillan if you want him to be a Z you want him to be a slot that's where he's going to play I think he can do either because he's so fluid and he's he's a smart player and and you know he can manipulate defenders in space for himself so there's a lot to like with him if those agilities are any good man. That'll be sick. That'll just be sick to kind of see. I, I don't think, right, we're not going to move him a ton, but, like, I think he's still being underrated at this moment uh, in the media space. So that'll be fun to see. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. probably needs a, a big one, uh, a combine, that is, uh, to kind of potentially cement himself in the wide receiver four camp consensus-wise. And then Keon Coleman's the other one. It just feels like Keon Coleman, it it was all roses after the LSU game because he was like, okay, three-phase skill set, engaged. He's not just the guy he was at Michigan State. There's more here. And I think there is still more here, right, as a yak player and stuff like that. But it was like truly the ins and outs of, of route running versus space versus defenders. There was so much to like there. And then the inconsistencies popped up, and that led to the production mishaps a little bit as well and a point that dominating the catch point is just not year over year translatable it's hard to do because there's so many factors involved and that that that's so many factors involved is what hurts catch point production so with coleman you go and post some good times you go and post some good agilities you go and post some good explosion numbers you know let him know. Let him know to come right back. And I think that's what's going to be good uh, for for him. So uh, with Coleman, 
who I think, you know, is, I think by all accounts, a young, young player. Uh, heck, he might even, he, there's a chance he's still 20. Um, that's a big deal. So other guys who I think need it, I don't know if Xavier Leggett's going to be healthy for this. Uh, I think he needs a good time. I think it's just inconsistencies right now at the Senior Bowl on film. Can we remedy that with with some nice times? I think Malachi Corley will be interesting to see what he does. Right, he's he's more built like a running back, like Debo Samuel type at the position where, okay, like how you know where are we playing you know, all that conversation, but at the same time, like be great to see some numbers. And it's like, are the numbers everything? No, but like are, are traditionally the best of the best athletes good football players as well. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that. Um, but it's just dependent on, on kind of how you win. Like, Lab McConkie's might might bomb this thing. He might struggle. Uh, and, you know, I, I think there's a chance that he might be viewed differently after the combine, even though he's just a naturally good route runner who gets open. Uh, and, and then conversely, we'll, we'll view Roman Wilson a lot better because the numbers were good. And it's like, well, they're kind of, you know, they're pretty similar players, but propping up one prop. Yeah. So there, there could be that. Uh, others to others to watch for in this uh, in this deal. Uh, just a few that, that will cross my mind quick. Jermaine Burton and Javon Baker, are two of them for sure. Uh, Baker could use a, a good combine after it was a kind of iffy senior bowl week. Uh, Burton, I mean, he plays like a deep threat. Would love to see that confirmed here for sure. Um, other guys, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane, very interested to see the numbers. I think he's just kind of a playmaker, and and, and you know, confirming that would be cool. Uh, obviously Adonai Mitchell from Texas. Can't wait to see what happens here. Uh, I think the the jumps will be good. Other than that, I, I'm not sure. I think Brendan Rice needs a big combine. I think Jalen Polk and Jamari Thrash are two very interesting ones uh, to be watching down the stretch. And Isaiah Williams as well. I think the agilities are going to be really good. See how fast he is from Illinois. So a lot there. I know we covered a lot. Um, I'm going to do let's, do, let's do tight ends and we can take a break. Obviously, it's not a, it's not a overly heralded group of tight ends uh, this go around, but I think you know, the biggest thing is like Jaheim Bell's going to be, you know, pretty much the star of the combine, right? There are not a lot of tight ends uh, in the class that are doing what he does. He's taking jet sweeps like he is, you know, being thrown screens because he know he can house a lot of stuff. Like the only other tight end who's really doing that is Brock Bowers, right? And so, you know, Jaheim Bell, I think, could really crush it. Uh, the combine probably, probably one of the quicker guys. I, I would imagine he's top three in the forty at the very least, and we'll see how he does elsewhere. Um, obviously, Jatavian Sanders is you know the move tight end. We've talked about him a decent amount. Where he'll, you know, that's that's where he's going to be locked in, and like, you know, if. Reportedly, the size is pretty good at the position. Um, 
some previously verified numbers of like six three and a quarter, two fifty two. If that is the case, holy smokes, like that's big for a move tight end. So he posts good numbers. Tight end especially is a really important one to post some good numbers because we've seen some guys just post dreadful numbers. And it just you just feel like you gotta be a good athlete at the tight end position to to make it because linebackers are genuinely in this day and age faster than you. So you gotta be quicker. You gotta be more physical, all that stuff, but like jumping higher, like that's important. Like do all of those things to where being a good athlete, you know, it, it matters at the tight end position. Probably more than anything, really. Tackle, obviously very helpful. Edge rusher helpful. Corner, pretty helpful. Receiver, pretty helpful, but like tight end, it's it's a big deal. Um obviously, like, you know. Brevin Spam Ford's going to get a big boost in the RAS card in the, in the size department. Uh, what is he? Six, six and five eights, two sixty seven. Yeah, he'll get a big boost there. Um, but I think like Sanders, I expect to test well. Jaheim Bell, the same way. And so Brock Bowers, I'm really interested to see what the 40 time is, guys. That's going to be something. I'm, I'm interested to see what that is. Uh, could it be in the four fours? Yeah. Could it be lower? Maybe. I don't know. Guess we'll see. Uh, but I think the, the Dallin Holker from Colorado State has a really good chance to kind of show like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tremendous athlete playing the position. And I think he probably will. I think like that's a really good launching point for him. Um, and then I think for the, the guys kind of in, you know, we haven't discussed, I think Ben Sinnott and, uh, Cade Stover, this is a big, it's a big week. It's a big week. Same with like Eric All from Iowa, who I think could post a good number. Theo Johnson, like guys like that. You post your numbers this week. You're in, you're in really good shape. Jared Wiley, I expect to move pretty well in a lot of the testing. So like there there are guys who I think who have a lot to prove, but I think there are guys who are kind of locked in for some good numbers. So it's it's a good mix, but I think tight end will be really intriguing for a lot of guys. Uh, yeah, offensive lineman. The the list is extremely long. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to get back to offensive linemen and the rest of defense. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, guys. So back here on It's Always Draft Season. Talking offensive linemen, and then we're going to get to the defense. Obviously, there's there's so much to think about with a lot of these guys. I, I assume uh, Kieran Amagaji from Yale is not going to be participating. I don't know about guys like Cooper Beebe, who obviously I think he was one of the kind of pullouts from the um, Senior Bowl. So will he be testing all that? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I think Joe Alt's numbers are going to be good. I, I can't imagine, assuming he goes uh, in, in the testing to where, like, we're, you know, the, he firmly talked about his tackle one off the board, not necessarily tackle one in the class, tackle one off the board. To where, like, size is good, quicks, all that stuff, like, he 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 should be kind of locked in if, if the numbers are good. And, and I expect them to be, right, Joe Alt? I think you see him to be a good zone blocker and a space blocker to the point where, like, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, he is kind of that guy right now. Uh, tackle. Uh, as we just go down the list in like alphabetical order, uh, Graham Barton I think is is interesting because I think he should have so much of like all the short shuttle stuff that a lot of people talk about, right? Like the famed, you know, if you're lower than this number in the short shuttle for offensive linemen, you're usually a star for or at least a starter for a long time. To me, like I think Graham Barton could be one of those that falls into that category where he is looked at as you know kind of all right like I know he's going to play a lot of different positions you know that that could be the case and you know he just ends up good because he is you know he's good and and the testing numbers look good and, and everything kind of confirmed for him so yeah I think Graham Barton you know could be a big winner this week in the in the media circles of course Cooper Beebe, I'm interested to see what the testing is going to look like for him. I don't know what the conflicting stuff on what his size actually is. And I think that's, of course, something to monitor. Right? Like a PFF lists him at like 6'4, 332. I've seen 6'4, 322 as well. Uh, And if you don't understand why I'm bringing that up, Packer fans, it's important. Sean Ryan's the biggest O line in the Goody era. O-lineman in the Goody era, 321 uh, drafted. So if you're a fan of Cooper Beebe, love to see that number closer to 320 other than 330. Now the Green Bay, you know, couldn't go outside the thresholds. It's just they haven't to this point. So a, a name to watch for sure. 
Um, I think Javion Cohen from Miami is one where, you know, he is maybe getting a little overlooked right now, and I'm wondering, you know, if the combine could be a, a nice resetting point for him where he, you know, kind of has people going back to the film and seeing, okay, if there's there's something here we can kind of work with to the point where, like, he, you know, the NFL already saw this and sees him as a mid-round pick rather than a later day three pick. I think it'd be interesting to see that. Uh, in terms of, like, others, as we go down the list here, hopefully as I can kind of keep going, um, I think both Coker and Coleman from TCU need this week. Uh, I think both were inconsistent at TCU, and I think, you know, Coleman was inconsistent at the Senior Bowl. He could definitely use a big week this week. Um, yeah, Olufashano and Troy Fautanu next to each other, of course, on the, on the, uh, you know, on the, uh, alphabetical lists where like, I think Olufashano sh- hopefully shows that he's a really, really good athlete. Um, he's more of the technician, right? The, as the pass protector rather than the really good run blocker. And, and I think that's going to probably stick with him until he, you know, potentially gets in the NFL weight room, all that stuff. But like, if he comes out and the numbers don't look good at tackle. Another, another point that goes Joe Alt's way and cements kind of alt as the, Oh, you know, this is where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm tackle one. Or, you know, he kind of Uno reverses a little bit. Nice. Um, and kind of says, like, no, I'm I'm the alpha here. I think would be really cool to see during the week. Uh, Fautano will be interesting because I think there's some people circling back on him like, okay, he's probably not a guard. But, you know, agility-wise, speed-wise, jump-wise, I just feel like this is... This is an elite athlete playing the tackle position. Uh, and I think that's where he should stay. And, and hopefully we get, you know, good numbers to confirm all that this week. Uh, Javon Foster from Missouri could certainly use it. I think he was a little inconsistent in the senior bowl where it's like, all right, like we could, we could use a big week down here, show off the athleticism, show that there's plenty to work with. I don't know if Zach Frazier's participating. I know that there was kind of talk of like, okay, he's training, he's running, he's doing a lot of this rehab stuff. He's not going to be doing senior bowl stuff. Will he do combine stuff? I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear about that um, during the week. Uh, Fuaga, I'm sure we'll have nice agility times. I, I do expect that from, from, from him. And, you know, it's kind of just another feather in the cap of like, okay, Fuaga, is he tackled two off the board? It seems like that's where the NFL.com media guys are kind of leaning towards. I think his best fit right now in terms of where I find a good landing spot for him is the Chargers, who Greg Roman coming in, you know, oh, we want to make Herbert throw it less, which I think is dumb, whatever. Um, but they may like, you know, let's get a right tackle, true right tackle who can be mean out there and, and help us, you know, run the football really effectively. So obviously I think Tyler Guyton has a big week. I think this is where, 
you know, you're kind of like, all right, if, if you're confused as to like, oh, well, why are teams so interested in Guyton? I think this will be the, this will be the week to, to show you that he has all that athleticism with the quicks and agility and all that, right? And the explosiveness. You're going to see all that, I think, this week. Same goes for Christian Haynes, who I think will test, you know, in the elite category, if not even higher uh, than that. Right, I believe he's like six two and three quarters or six two and a half, something like that. And like three hundred and eighteen, three hundred and nineteen pounds. But I do think like he is you know, the exactly what teams like zone zone stuff, but also great pass protection are gonna be looking for in in a guard slash maybe center. I don't know. We'll see he took some snaps to center of the senior bowl. They're gonna see all that athleticism uh shine uh down down in uh, Indianapolis. Garrett Greenfield from South Dakota State and his teammate, Mason McCormick, South Dakota State. I can't wait to see these guys because I think both could be tremendous, tremendous athletes. And I I think put themselves on media board radar as in like late round three range. Just saying. I, I think both could, you could kind of see that move after this week. And I, I think the NFL is probably already ahead of them on that. J.C. Latham, got to bring him up. Uh, is he is he truly, truly 6'6", 360? We're going to find out. Can't wait to find out. Uh, there was a name I wanted to bring up. I'm not forgetting. Nope, not forgetting. Oh, I think Ladarius Henderson... Um, will test really well in terms of like what you're looking for the guard position. I don't think he's a tackle, but I think he's a good enough athlete where you see that athleticism, but you have seen his effectiveness playing guard and you go, okay, let's move him back there. Um, Christian Jones, big week for him too. Uh, so that's, that's going to be exciting. I think, uh, cause Christian Jones, I think you look at the film and it's a little inconsistent, but you saw the senior bowl, you saw him, at least at potentially kind of like, okay, he made some adjustments and that, that was important for him to do so. He got coached up really well. Then you see the athletic testing. Like this is where like you go from stock down a little bit in the media in terms of what the film said. And then you look at the, the pre-draft process kind of elevating you in the, in the media's eyes of like, okay, like this guy has kind of turned the corner. And then we see a lot of potential there. Uh, I think Christian Mahogany could have a big week too as well from Boston College. Uh, I, I do think we are going to get a heck of a week from Amarius Mims from Georgia. I think the biggest question with Amarius Mims right now is like, okay, he's just not been healthy enough, right? That's that's really a, a big deal. Um, I think Jordan Morgan will look really well um, in terms of the agility drills and, and a lot of the drills themselves that are on field. I do think like he is... Probably somebody Green Bay is going to see at guard over tackle uh, just because, you know, I think, I don't know. It just seems like that's where they're going to view him. And I think the senior bowl kind of showed you a little bit of that where, you know, it just, it felt like he's, He's almost there as a tackle, but not quite there, and he just might be more comfortable where he doesn't have to have that range to 
set wide and, and cut people off and rather just be able to work in the phone booth at guard. But like, I think his numbers are really, really good. If we circle back quickly to Amarius Mims, if he is like six, seven, three forty, and moves like Jordan Davis, I mean, what else is there to say? You know, we're going to be talking about him as a potential top 10 pick. And that's kind of where folks have been leading. I know Dane Brugler had him very, very high on the summer board. And I was blown away by kind of what I saw from, from him in 2022, where I'm like, oh, this is the ascension's going to happen. We just didn't get it because he was hurt. And like, you know, could be seeing some, some pretty big moves there. I do think Kingsley Suomataya from BYU will test well. I, I'm Jalen Sundell from North Dakota State locked in as somebody who I think comes away a big winner this week. Uh, Andrew Rame from Oklahoma, another one, I think, as well. I do think he comes away a, a big winner, uh, the center from Oklahoma. Um, Jackson Powers Johnson, I'm not really he's, – he's passed it all for me. I, I don't really need to see a whole lot more. Um, Patrick Paul, I think, needs to have a big week. That's that's one that I've circled as like, okay, got to see that, got to check that box. Same with Cedric Van Pran, truthfully. Want to see this box checked. And and that's just, just yeah, there's not a, there's a few guys where I'm, I'm wanting to see those boxes checked, and, and I think those, yeah, Cedric Van Pran, for sure. And, uh, and Patrick Paul. Dominic Puny as well would like to see it. Lane Robinson is another one. And I think Roger Rosengarten will have a really, really strong combine. I don't know if we're going to see Zach Zinter in the on-field stuff. We'll have to check that out. But a lot of the guys there uh, for O-line. Now, D-line, which covers just far too many guys, but whatever. Uh, we'll start with this. I think Austin Booker is going to have a big week. I think he's going to flash just a lot of the athletic traits you see on film. He'll put all that out there, and we'll be talking about him a lot more after this week. Uh, I think, and again, this is alphabetical, so it's going to be kind of like bouncing around from like going to have a big week to I'm concerned to, you know, I'm intrigued. Um I'm intrigued, Miles Cole, right? All of that size, the, the arm length, like, can he be molded? I think we, I want to see what, what the testing's going to look like this week for a guy like Miles Cole, for sure. Um, Dwayne Carter from Duke, I'm, I'm intrigued by as well. Can't wait to see what the numbers are. I think the film is, you know, probably underrated at the moment from Duke. I, I think he is very powerful, very disruptive at defensive tackle. Uh, Brandon Dorless because he dropped dropped weight for the Senior Bowl. Was, he was down to like two seventies. Interested? Is he going to stay there for the combine? If so, you know what are we what are we going to expect from him? Be very very intrigued. Uh, Jonah Ellis from Utah, very intrigued uh, because it seems like he's another one that's maybe being underrated a little bit right now because you know he's he's more undersized. He's more of the Dallas Turner camp of like. What you're going to be, yeah, you're going to be a pass rusher potentially. Just, just that's about it. And yeah, I think he is is somebody who I'm just I just want to see, I want to see what the ten split looks like. I want to see what all the numbers look like. Three cone especially. Uh, Braden Fisk and and Gabe Hall probably need big weeks. Probably need big weeks. 
because Fisk is a little bit doesn't have quite the length. Um, and I don't remember if what his size is exactly. I'm gonna find it though. Two ninety five. So yeah, he needs to post some good numbers. Uh, so does Gabe Hall. So does Michael Hall Jr. But I think Michael Hall Jr. is going to crush it this week. I think he's gonna crush it for Ohio State. Uh, yeah, Adisa Isaac from Penn State. You already know. You're a Penn State guy. You're having a good combine. That's 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 a given. That's a given. Chop Robinson too. I'm not gonna wait till he's down the down the line. Uh, yeah, he'll have a big week as well. Chop Robinson is obviously a very interesting case study at edge rusher right now. So, yeah, very very fun there. Um, yeah, Chris Jenkins expecting big things because Feldman's freak list says some some crazy stuff about him. And not saying it's it isn't true, but we got to see it. So I, I want to see it. I want to see it for sure. Um, Muhammad Kamara and Marshawn Nealon, both of these guys, I think. I hope they have big weeks. I'll be interested to see what the numbers are uh, for both of them. I think Kamara's a little bit smaller. I think he's in the 250 range. But Nealon's at 268. He weighed in a mobile. 268. Like, that's... That's very, very intriguing. Especially for Packers fans, right? Like, that's that's something to monitor. Okay. Latu, Latu. This needs to be brought up for sure. So... Medically retired, was cleared down at UCLA to play again. Are we going to find anything medically uh, at the combine? If so, how far will he drop from that? Tough to say. Uh, obviously, the film is is top notch, but it's you know something where it it's it, it there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be. A decent bit working against Latu this week, which is unfortunate. The injury is going to be one. And two, I don't think we're going to see tremendous numbers. He's not a a burst, first-step explosive, super flexible, super bendy, you know, full of, you know, I already mentioned burst, but, like, full of all of the, like, stuff that just makes guys physically gifted. Latu's just gifted at playing football and getting to the QB. And, like, he could just be a, a player who's a good to okay to good athlete and not the elite of the elite. And if something gets flagged, then it's kind of like that combo on media boards is going to start to hurt. And the medical stuff is that, you know, teams are going to find out about that if they haven't already. And that could be the big hurt for him. Because for the media, it's already kind of like... Because I, I do think that's what we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see elite numbers from Latu this week. I don't think we are. And that, to people, is going to be a turnoff. It's just like, it's not how he plays. He plays a different way, right? So I I won't be as concerned about the numbers. I'm more concerned about what the medicals are going to show for Latu. So that'll be something to monitor all week for sure. Uh, Byron Murphy from Texas, Jerzon Newton, Johnny Newton. Sorry, he prefers to be called Johnny Newton uh, from Illinois. Both those guys, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I think they'll be good numbers. Can they be elite numbers? Uh, Ruke Ororo from Clemson, I expect the numbers to be really good. Athletically, the traits are all there. He's just not refined a lot right now playing football. 
best could be ahead of him. I think he's going to have a big week for Clemson. I, I do think he's going to have a big week. Uh, we already mentioned Chop Robinson, but Darius Robinson, another one. If he wants to, if he wants to cement like first round talk amongst the media, I think he's got to have a big week. From everything we saw at the Senior Bowl, it just looked more refined and put together. Getting out of his stance, changing direction, all of that than it looked at Missouri. He carries that to the combine. Look out. Look out. Uh, I don't know if Mason Smith from LSU is healthy. Uh, I think he is. But obviously he was working back from injury this past year. Film didn't look super good. He declared anyway. Um, I'm intrigued. I think the numbers could be really good. And if he's if he's 6'5", 317, like he's listed at, probably won't be as big, maybe 6'4", and change, and 310. Still that size. If the numbers are good, like testing wise, he'll be he'll be somebody that that people are kind of coming away like, all right, what can we do with a player like this? Like, is this just you know injury riddled? It just it hampered him still for you know extra time. Is the ceiling gonna gonna be reached in the next year or two? Very possible. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, obviously. I don't know what we're gonna get. I I I don't know if he's got test to be honest. Uh. Are we going to get a weigh-in either? He obviously didn't at the senior bowl, so we don't know what it is. Uh, his weigh-in might be the most anticipated all week long. Um, I think Leonard Taylor from Miami needs a big week. Uh, Braylon Trice probably as well, and then Verse. I assume we'll get pretty good numbers. Um, assuming, of course, all of these guys, assuming, of course, they participate. Linebackers, I know we're not thrilled with the class right now. But I do think we're going to get some some good stuff. I think J.D. Bertrand could post some really good numbers. And now what's funny about the linebackers is they've thrown a couple of pass rushers in here, and that's annoying to me. Um, especially because one of these quote-unquote linebackers is bigger than plenty of guys who you put at defensive line. So is what it is. Uh, but they did put Dallas Turner in here, which I find funny. Uh, at linebacker, I expect the numbers to be good there. I expect the three-code to be really good um and they put they and they so they put turner in the linebackers right they don't put jonah ellis who's like 244 to 246 ish they don't put him in the linebackers but they put chris braswell who's pushing 260 in the linebackers i don't know what to do anymore um anyway let's roll to this i think braswell needs the big week i think we're kind of looking to see like what what is the athleticism, you know, quotient in the evaluation process here for the media, at least? Uh, excited to see what that is. I think Bertrand's going to post some good numbers in at least two of the categories. Uh, we already know his. We already know the size. I just got to find it. Bertrand, Bertrand, Bertrand. I'm trying to look through here. Should probably looking here instead. Yeah, six one two thirty five. That's pretty good. Uh, I think the numbers are gonna be good for him. I expect good numbers there. Steel Chambers might be another one who's who's potentially gonna gonna post some good numbers. Uh, Junior Colson, I think if he is, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's probably not six three two forty seven, like PFF lists him and maybe Michigan lists at that number. 
We'll see, though, if he's 6'2 and close to 240 and he posts big numbers, 21-year-old, young player, that's that's a big deal. I think Edrin Cooper's numbers are going to be really good. Um, I think Eichenberg needs to post solid numbers. I think Jalen Ford's numbers from Texas are going to be good. Cedric Gray's, I expect good things as well. Uh Automatic must put him on here. Obligation. Curtis Jacobs from Penn State. Penn State guy, probably good. Um, uh, Darius Boisaw from from UCLA. Good player on film. Good player on film. Or at least, let's put it this way: solid player on film. Mid round player at linebacker, who I think is probably top five linebacker. Let's put some numbers up. Let's put some numbers up, young buck. Uh, Trevor Wallace and Nathaniel Watson are both at 244. Can't wait to see what they post numbers wise at the position. Jeremiah Trotter could really use the big week as well. I think he's kind of turned into kind of the forgotten guy right now. A lot of people talking about Cooper. Peyton Wilson, I think, needs this week for two reasons. One, post the athletic numbers that I think we know you can post. And two, hopefully none of the injury stuff pops up. That's the big thing for Peyton Wilson. So the linebacker class, I think, has got some things. Trotter, I think, needs to bounce back just because Wilson and Colson and Cooper and, and Watson, Wallace, Fort, like all these guys are kind of jumping out of the scene a little bit at linebacker because people are looking for, you know, the good linebacker in the class because it's underwhelming. And like Trotter can just be that guy, right? And it's like, all right, just post your numbers, ho hum, you know. Let's ride. Okay, defensive backs, and then we will we will call it a pod. There's a lot of defensive backs to talk about. Uh, so Chris Abrams Drain came in at 173 pounds in Mobile. Probably need to post some good numbers, my guy. Probably need to post them. Probably need to post them. Um, I expect great numbers from Terry and Arnold. I I wouldn't. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't expect anything less. Right, like I don't think are we gonna see him, you know, go absolutely crazy? Maybe, but I feel like he's just more of like the guy who's gonna be the mid four fours and it's gonna be kind of no problem. Right, like that's that seems more likely to me. Oh yeah. I I was just just reminded myself of this and I forgot to uh to start the pod with this and I'm gonna look stupid about I don't know, eight, ten minutes ago. We'll see if that's right. Uh, where I mentioned Johnny Newton for some reason, like he wasn't, like he was participating when I know he's not. Uh, that was stupid. My bad. Uh, same goes for Cooper DeGene. Didn't forget about him because I, because I saw DeGene on the list. And I went, oh yeah, he's not participating. Oh yeah, Johnny Newton's not participating either. So yeah. So I went that route. So. My bad, but yeah, neither of those two are participating. I forgot about that. There, there will be more for sure. There, there likely will be more. Maybe guys I'm mentioning. It's just kind of like the senior bowl preview pod where it's just kind of like, it just, it happens. Got to roll with it. Uh, it, the safeties are hard, harder because like box safeties, are you more, are you concerned about their numbers a lot more than you would be the, you know, the free safety guys? No, probably not. Um, but yeah, I do think like you know, good numbers are good numbers. Period, and 
you know, it would, it would behoove guys like Cole Bishop to post him, right? We'll see. I, I, I like the odds, but we'll see. Uh, Bo Braid would love to see the big numbers there. Uh, PFF didn't like him in terms of grading. Some people have him as like high as safety two. Some, I've heard safety one from some folks. See the numbers because it's, it, there's a differing like, um, kind of evaluation with him of like okay he can do both or he is a box safety so you know a little bit of a little bit of a disconnect there uh would be really cool if jarvis brownlee jr from louisville continued his draft process and posts some really nice numbers um you know i think as long as it's you know he he seems like the guy who's more competitively tough and anticipatory in the film nut rather than the super athlete, which could sting a little bit uh, once we roll around. But, you know, if the numbers are solid, like the way he plays and the way he competes, teams are going to be drawn to that. A uh, couple safeties here. Javon Bullard, I think as long as the time is fine, we're in good shape with him. I already mentioned Bishop. Like it'd be good. It'd be good to see good numbers from him. We'll see. Uh, I'm looking at Brian Moffey's database a little bit while I'm kind of going through this, and has a 40 estimate at 464. Wouldn't be ideal, but that's kind of what you're in in the mode of like. Okay, this is kind of a little more expected um, for a box safety. Bullard could be pretty fast. Uh, we'll see what the numbers show. Moffey. Brian's got Bo Braid as a 4-4-3-40 estimate. That would be ex- excellent for him. It would be excellent. So if we, yeah, if we end up seeing that, holy smokes, that'll be a big deal. I expect Caleb Bullock to be the same thing. I expect him to be fast. I expect some 4-5 from him in the 40. I think he's going to just show up in the drills, kind of crush a lot of stuff, right, with, just because he's he's a great athlete, fluid mover, tons of range. Like that's that's his game, right? Bullard could be a little bit less of one, but like he could still be in the upper echelon. Um, I think Kalen Carson probably could use some some big numbers uh, this week. Um, who else are we looking at as like big? the big guys to potentially kind of crush it this week. Um, Just kind of looking through here, this, this list. I think Renardo green's popping up for a lot of people now. We'll see. I, I'm not, I I don't think the numbers are going to be great. He's more than like that Brownlee, you know, kind of tier where it's like, yeah, you know, competitive, good like a solid time could help him uh but we'll see uh where else can we go here like cam hart going bonkers would be pretty sick just because like he is a bigger guy and we don't you know see a lot of like 204 210 corners it's just it's guys are finding that that sort of sweet spot in like the 190s um but that it would be sick. It would be sick if he if he did well. Uh, Jaden Hicks from Washington State. 
A lot of people are excited about the size. Can he play elsewhere than the box? We'll see. Uh, but he's he's another guy who's, who's a younger player at the position. There's some there's some there's some talk that th- that he could post some pretty big numbers, but we'll see. Uh, I think Jerry Jones has a good week. I think he he puts himself firmly on the radar in the media's eyes. Obviously, a slot corner at Florida State, but I, I do think he posts some decent numbers to the point where like media is at least talking about him more. If he posts elite numbers, we're firmly out. I think he could be in that range. Uh, Cam Kinchins could really use a nice time uh, in the 40. Could really use some nice agility times, explosion times like that's Be good for him. Be good, good for him. Kalen King absolutely needs to do it. He needs to do it, right? Like that's, that's kind of what we're waiting for. We, we need that bounce back uh, in the Kalen King camp. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Kamari Lasseter, I think it would be good to see. Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be 180 pounds? It's another big part of that. Uh, you know, Packers fans, I think, obviously are kind of waiting on that for sure. If you're going to include him in mocks. So that's that's obviously a fun little wrinkle we'll be watching. Uh, I think he's, you know, probably another guy that just hops himself into four fours. Dwight McLaughlin from Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, PFF likes him. The film's pretty good. Might be a guy we need to talk about more. Uh, and maybe he uh, comes out and crushes a combine, and that's that's what we do. There's some Kool-Aid McKinstry talk about him running sub 4-4. And if that's the case, goodness sakes. And, yes, I moved on from McLaughlin to McKinstry pretty quickly because this is a long podcast, right? Everybody, I think everybody listening is rooting for Max Melton this week. Root on. Root on. I'm, I'm excited, too. Um, so, Quinion Mitchell, I expect giant week from him. Josh Newton, same thing. I think the week will be very, very good for him. He's kind of fallen on a favor a little bit. There was a lot of talk about him in the fall. Haven't heard a lot from him since. But you know, this is it's I think he'll he'll take advantage of that opportunity to, to kind of jump back on the media radar. Tyler Newbin, I think it'll be I think it'll be fine to basically kind of in that good tier with numbers. I don't know if it's gonna be elite. And that's coming from somebody who really likes Newbin. Like I'm just not sure we're gonna get elite numbers there. Could be a Brian Branch situation for Tyler Newbin. Just saying. Could be a Brian Branch situation. Uh, Keaton Oladapo, you know, the jumps could be impressive. Um, we'll see what he runs, but like when his coverage gets better, like every year and, and we've seen him, you know, he can play the box. He's 219. Like, I don't think he's in Kyle Hamilton territory, of course, but like that size and like an, enough speed and like, Potential versatile deployment gets you really interested. Andrew Phillips, I expect to crush it this week from Kentucky. I think he'll have a big week and capitalize, you know, on on that momentum from Senior Bowl week. I do. There's a lot. Nehemiah Pritchett talked a lot about having a big week uh, from Auburn, and 
yeah, I could see it. I, I really could see it. I could see it. Um, Ennis Rakestraw could definitely use it. I still think he's probably better as a slot, but like, you know, the vision's there. Oh, it's interesting that I I, oh, I can't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. Uh, Sainer still. I'm sure I'll have a good week. I'm sure that Sainer still will have a good week. Jalen Simpson seems fast and athletic. Uh, not a lot of size to him at that position, but like, I think we'll see a, a nice week from him. TJ Tampa, yeah, I expect it. I expect a big week. I expect a big week from him. Hoping Dajun Taylor Demerson, I'm rooting for him from Texas Tech to have one, uh, just because maybe we can vault him into safety three talk. Uh, Nate Wiggins, yeah, it's going to be good. Get your popcorn ready, four three five. calling it now. Uh, it's interesting that they list James Williams as a safety. That's interesting. Sion Vaki from Utah is probably going to test really, really well. We're going to have that conversation as well again. So there are some specialists there. Three kicker or four kickers, two punters. I don't know what you want to do with that information, but you know, figured we just uh, include that there. So there's a lot of stuff. Um, we went through a lot of prospects. I know it wasn't maybe as in depth as maybe you wanted, but what we're planning on doing is is we're going to have some combine reaction shows uh, every day, and that may may turn into podcast form. So we'll see. But I hope you guys uh, enjoy the ride that is combine week. Probably hear from me again this week in the form of talking quarterbacks. That'll be exciting. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed this show. And hope you guys enjoy um, draft season with the It's Always Draft Season podcast because we're uh, we're going to be going strong to the finish line. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy Monday. And uh, keep mock drafting. Keep mock drafting.